morning. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. You may be seated in the awesome presence of God. of Christ that is here and I honor you the distinguished members of this great church thank you from the bottom of my heart for the way that you have reflected the hospitality of Jesus Christ to me you've made me feel very much at home and I pray that if you're ever in the Lone Star State of Texas you will worship with us at the church without walls God bless you let's pray most gracious Heavenly Father, this is your hour. We come to you to honor you and to thank you. As we approach Resurrection Sunday, dear Master, help us to remember the stench of sorrow during Holy Week, and we celebrate our hope in you for tomorrow. In the matchless name of Jesus, who is the Christ, we pray. Amen. Good to see Beeson classmates and faculty members. Thank you for being here. They told me I have 20 minutes, so pray for me, because African-American preachers, we believe you are only clearing your throat in 20 minutes. <laughs> but I am at home on today. John chapter 19, verse 26, a familiar passage. Behold your mother, and mother, behold your son. My name is Mary, and I know you came today hoping to hear some encouragement from Sister Kokesha, but she told me that you are such a friendly church that you will allow me to present a page from my diary. Is that okay? First of all, let me just say, in case you didn't know, that women are valuable to Jesus. All you have to do is be a Bible reader, and you know that, through the stories of many Marys of the Bible, and Anna, and Rebecca, and the list goes on and on. But I'm Mary, and I got a day pass from heaven to share with you the text of my life. Let me first by, start by saying who I am not because I'm sure when I announce my name, you determine who I could possibly be. So let me dispel some myths. I am not Mary Tyler Moore. I am not the great Mary McLeod Bethune. I am not Mary Queen of Scots. I am not cute Mary Lou Retton. I'm not that bad R&B star called Mary J. Blige. And I'm not the cute gospel singing group, Mary Mary. I am Mary, the mother of Jesus. And I don't have to tell you because no church is more biblically astute than the Cathedral of the Advent. But will you go back through the pages of antiquity with me for just a few moments? I was a teenage girl, still had acne on my face, still new to puberty. We are family on today, aren't we? And I recall falling in love with a handsome man by the name of Joseph. And we determined that we would keep our relationship holy. And we would not know each other intimately until our wedding day. 
So as you can imagine, I started registering for our wedding gifts, as many of you blushing brides have done, and I sent out save-the-day cards for our wedding. But before I could send out the formal invitation to our wedding, surprise, I had to announce our baby shower. I remember saying, Dr. Calvert, how could this be? You remember my story. How could this be? I, I'm new to womanhood. I just entered puberty. There's still acne on my face, and this is my first love, and we haven't even gotten to the wedding day. How could this be that I would become pregnant? What would people think? And I was ostracized. Imagine how your teenage daughter would feel if the baby announcement was made before the wedding day. And the angel of the Lord assured me that God was with me. And I moved from how can this be to Lord let it be. The question, church family, today is what has God entrusted to you? What has he given you stewardship of? And can you move in faith from how can it be to Lord let it be? And that's the story of my life. And in submission for the appreciation of the transformation that God did in my heart by allowing me to be the incubator of Jesus Christ, I moved out of fear into faith. Where does God push you today to move from fear to faith? Well, you know the background of my story. I was engaged, then married to Joseph, relatives to Zechariah and Elizabeth. I remember the beautiful kicking of the baby in my womb. And then I remember that evening when there was no more room in the inn, and I gave birth to Jesus in a lowly, dirty manger. And I held him. I would behold the beautiful face of the perfect combination of dust and deity. What a remarkable, awesome gift of grace that God gave Joseph and I stewardship of his son, Jesus Christ. Church family, the question is, what has God given you stewardship of? Can I pull a few pages of my diary out and we'll be on our way to a great lunch? Some of my favorite memories with my son would have to be learning that I was pregnant with him in the Luke chapter 1 verse 31 season of my life, followed by the Luke chapter 1 verses 34 through 38 season of my life when I moved from fear to faith and wrote what you know as the Magnificent. Another special memory would be found in Luke chapter 2 verses 21 through 40 when Jesus was dedicated in the temple. Another beautiful moment was when Jesus and I shared a special time at the wedding in John 19 and 26. And mothers, do you remember going from hearing that you were pregnant to giving birth to watching the miraculous maturation of your children? Oh, the joy of raising Jesus. I breastfed Jesus. I tickled Jesus. I played with Jesus. He was the perfect combination of dust and deer. I would one day worship the one that I beheld. 
And so imagine giving my child back to his father, our Heavenly Father, and seeing that he was surrounded with both triumph and conflict. What manner of man is this? I watched my child take people from the margins of society and bring them to the inner circle. And if you don't know him, today is a good day to get to know him. Seek him. He is to be found. He comes to the city. He comes to Dallas, Texas, Houston, Texas, Birmingham. Reverend Timothy Robinson said he knew him in Tuscaloosa Roll Tide. <laughs> Jesus comes to the city to turn the value system of the day on its head because he takes those that have been ostracized and marginalized and brings them to his inner circle. And you've been a remarkable demonstration of that because I heard that this predominantly white church invited a black little girl from Texas. Thank you, Advent, for putting feet on your theology, because what is theology believed that never is lived? And so I was convicted to live out my own theology by giving birth to a child and beholding a child that would one day behold me. You see, it's different experiencing conception, but as his mother, I had to move from conception to reception. Because it's one thing to be impregnated with him, but it's another thing to bow down and submit and worship to him. So today, my question to you is, have you moved from fear to faith? And with Jesus, have you moved from conception to reception? Because you do know you can work for God and miss God. Don't substitute great things for the best things. If you don't know him, today is a good day to get to know him. And after I watched him grow, I saw that one day people determined to end his life. How would you feel if someone put a hit out on your baby? I can't tell you what it meant to be his mother and to see people plotting his death. And I knew he had come down through 42 generations for one reason, and that's to die for you and me. But even when your children are sick, you can never prepare for their death moment. And I saw them whip my son all the way to the place called the skull. And I wanted to say, stop, don't you know this is my child? This is the one gag And I saw that I had to resist my desire as a parent to protect because he wasn't just my child. He was surrendering to his father. And you remember seeing that in Genesis 22 when Abraham submits to his father and Isaac submits to his father. What assignment is so God-sized that you aren't capable of carrying it out unless God carries it out for you? That's exactly what he did for Jesus as they hung him high and stretched him wide. And he gave his last breath, first saying, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And then three statements later, he says, Behold your mother. Isn't this beautiful that I want my presence to be a ministry to my son? And upon his dying breath, he considers the state of his mother. This is a good time to say it doesn't have to be Mother's Day weekend to behold your mother. 
It's a good time to cherish your parents because it's biblical. Honor your mother and your father. And I'm so thankful that God gave us stewardship of one another. Do you know that when he says, behold your mother and John, John behold your mother, mother behold John, this is a double entendre. This is a fancy word that means it has a, a double meaning. But if I can put it in modern day terms, a double entendre is a set of bifocals. And if you don't know what bifocals are, just keep on living. <laughs> have a unique way of allowing us to see one thing through one lens and another thing on another lens. It brings things closer. It pushes things away. Bifocals are necessary because you will miss something if you don't look through both lenses. And that's exactly what this is in the text. It's a double entendre because he's saying, behold your mother, but John is standing next to his mama. What he's saying in essence is, John, I am entrusting my mother to you. So when you behold your mother, I want you to behold my mother because I am ending my life on today. This, this, this gospel ministry here on earth is concluded. But my mother doesn't have to see me exit and be sunless. So in new school vernacular, John, when it's Mother's Day, remember my mama. John, when it's her birthday, remember her. When it's my birthday, will you all remember me? And when she misses cooking meals, will you go by the house to allow her to cook for you? In fact, can she just live with you and you care for her the way you care for your own mother? Why? Because it's a matter of stewardship. Church family, what has God entrusted to you? Is it a girlfriend, a boyfriend, a, a mate? Is it a new ministry or a church? Is it a friendship? Is it an entrepreneurial experience that will take you out of the God-like comfort of sentimentality and sweet Birmingham? It's a matter of stewardship. And let's remember, whatever it is that God has given us, we are only the borrowers. In the words of Dr. Warren Wearsby, we must remember that everything belongs to God. He is the manufacturer, we are only the managers. And watching my son die, I had to remember he was mine, but not mine, because God is the manufacturer of him. I was only the manager. And he hung his head and he died. And we wept something terrible. But I'm so thankful that he left me with the apostle of love. Have you ever wondered why he chose to leave me with John and not any other of the other disciples? Because he knew he was leaving me that with someone that would care for me the way he did. With someone that would provide for me. And if he was the apostle of love, he knew that love is not jealous. Love is not self-seeking. Love never fails. And he left me in the hands with the apostle of love. And we wept and joined in with professional mourners. And then I'm thankful that although Friday was a day of devastation, Sunday morning was a day of celebration. God has a way of turning things that are full of anxiety into something that's awesome. And many times we have to wait in the tension between Friday and Sunday. But you have hope today that Sunday is on the way. This could be the Tuesday or Good Friday of your life and it seems dark. But God turned devastation into celebration. When Jesus got up with all power in his hand and the one that I used to behold now beheld me. 
But before I take my seat, what does it mean to behold? I knew you would bring a great question. Popular evangelist Patricia Ashley once said that to behold is to stand in amazement. This means to stop and look. She said her husband came into some money and said, Pat, I have the biggest promotion I've ever had. They gave me so much money, I don't know what to do with it. Do you want to go to Paris? And she said, no. Do you want to go uh, out to eat every night? No. What about a tennis shoes and new clothes for the kids and maybe a college fund? She said, you can do that. He said, do you want a new ring? Diamond ring. She said, no, baby, I just want you. I want a day when I wake up and you're just looking at me. I want a day when you run the bath water and put candles around it and give me my favorite book and lay out what you want me to wear and spend time just looking at me. I want you to cook, kid, cook for the kids and drop them off at school and give me a day to be by myself. And then when I get home that night, I want to rest my eyes watching you simply looking at me. When was the last time, Cathedral of the Advent, that we paused to simply look upon his face? And I learned to do that because I held him. But when I came to know him as Savior, he came to hold me. But beholding does not start and stop at birth. It continued throughout his ministry. It continued at the cross. I would behold him. He would behold me. But we have a great eschatological hope that we shall behold him face to face. The sky shall unfold, preparing his entrance. And we shall behold him face to face. I came from heaven to the advent to simply tell you this is my story. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. Thank you, Father, for your word. In Jesus' name, amen.